0: You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 80. This episode is sponsored by Eric Sue Insider, an online community where you get advice and tips from Eric Sue on weekly conference calls. Learn more at EricWSue.com slash insider and how you can get started. Hey there, it's Eric Sue, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener, I appreciate your continued support. Did you know your review on iTunes and Stitcher helps grow this podcast? Well, it does, so write a review today. Not into writing a review? Then maybe you would like to make a small donation. You can do so by clicking the Be My Patron Podbean link on my podcast page. Finally, helping others is the name of the game, so help a friend by sharing this podcast with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. Health tips and useful wellness advice without the hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast. With inspiring guests and engaging fitness, nutrition, and the healthy living topics, you will be entertained and excited until the end. And now, your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a super cool triathlon coach with us today. His name is Peter Kadzolowski. We will be talking about healthy living through a triathlon training approach. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Peter. Peter, are you ready to make it happen?
1: Yeah, let's do this.
0: Awesome. Peter is a NCSF certified personal trainer, a sports nutrition specialist, as well as a triathlon coach. As a multiple Ironman finisher himself, who still remembers struggling through his first 5K run, Peter strives to inspire his clients and athletes to unleash their potential and rediscover new possibilities. Since 2001, Peter has worked with individuals from many backgrounds, some taking up exercise for the first time looking for weight loss and toning, and others seeking guidance with a more extreme goal of training for an Ironman triathlon. Peter has published articles in the Chicago's competitor magazine, Formerly known as Windy City Sports. Some of his work was also featured in the Golf Fitness Magazine and Colorado Runner website. Peter, that was just a little bit about who you are. Would you be able to share a little bit more with our audience and how you got started? Sure.
1: That was actually a very good intro, thank you for that. I'm not sure how much I can add to this. Yes, I started personal training uh, in 2001. But I didn't get into triathlon until 2009. So um, I guess initially how I got into fitness was basically I was a skinny kid growing up, didn't have a lot of muscle. So I wanted to gain a little more weight, and that's how I got into weightlifting. But after... And eventually that's how I obviously got into the industry as well as helping others. But after six or seven years of just weightlifting every let's say five to six days a week, I kinda got bored with it. So I started exploring a little more and picked up running. So running a Mile Two turned into three, eventually that turned into a, a half marathon, a full marathon. And I really began to enjoy the endurance uh, side of fitness. So in 2009, I completed my very first sprint triathlon. And I really enjoyed the combination of the three disciplines combined into one sport. Uh, And later that fall, I did my first half Ironman. And from there on, the following year, it was a full Ironman. And since then, I've completed uh, nine full Ironman races, and I've been uh, coaching others to do the same thing.
0: Excellent story. I know a lot of people are excited about this, Peter, uh, especially those who are wanting something different and challenging for their fitness program for better health. Uh, But before we get into that, Peter, let me ask you this question. My audience really loves this, and it's called, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself
1: well I'm not sure if it's cool or not but for those who, who've never met me I guess maybe what's unique in the triathlon world that I'm bigger than an average triathlete I'm about 6'6 and 220 so I typically compete a guy against guys who are between uh, 130 and 160 as far as body weight mm-hmm. so I guess that's a little bit unique in the triathlon world
0: for sure, absolutely. Um, in in your experience and you've done many, I'm just curious to know, have you seen any other people taller than you and, and or at least your height?
1: Um actually most recently I did a race and actually this past September I did a race in Coronado in San Diego and that was at a Navy field base camp and I got a chance to compete, or maybe not so much compete, but participate in a race with a bunch of uh, military personnel, including Navy SEALs, so I would say that was the very first time where I was in a race, where I wasn't the biggest guy there, mm-hmm. so, yeah, but prior to that, I would
0: always stick out. Oh, I see, very good. Well, that's okay. That makes you unique then. All right. Um <laughs> So let's dive into this triathlon coaching and training for a healthier uh, life. And what I would really like to know from your viewpoint, Peter, is is what is triathlon? Um, what is a triathlon, if you could just share with our audience if they're not familiar with it, and how, how do you describe this um, experience for people?
1: Yeah, so triathlon is basically an endurance event uh, composed of three different disciplines, so you first you swim, then you bike, and run at the very end. And then within <clears throat> triathlon, there are many different distances, or many few different distances you can choose. For example, a sprint triathlon. Then there's the Olympic distance. After that, there's a half Ironman, and the full Ironman. So, for example, for example, for beginners, uh, sprint might be the best way to start because that's something that's going to take up to a couple hours, as opposed to an Ironman that might take anywhere from 10 to 17
0: hours. That is a long, long day, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Definitely. Um, and so when, when people are considering triathlon training, um, since there's three disciplines, how do you coach somebody to get ready for a sprint? just to, as a beginner how do you coach them what specific details can you share with us
1: well it all depends where they're starting out where their fitness level is today so as kids growing up most of us are or as younger kids most of us are used to you know swimming biking and running that's what we used to do to play and for some reason as adults we become very intimidated by whole idea of competing in, in that sport so the one discipline that's the most intimidating usually is the swim so depending on whether someone knows how to swim or not uh, I guess that's going to be the first place where we're going to look can you swim if you can then we'll give this athlete a prescribed outline of what type of workouts to do how much to swim how many days a week what drills to do Mm -hmm. if you're unable to swim yet then you have to start out working with maybe a coach at least a few sessions in person that are actually going to walk you through the mechanics and show you how to position your body in the water and what's the most efficient way of of swimming so first Mm -hmm. is getting the mechanics and after that you start to follow an actual plan um, as far as what workouts you're going to be doing and when Same applies for running and biking, although most of us know how to run or or bike, uh, so it's just a matter of prescribing the right amounts and intensity based on the athlete's uh, fitness level today and their goals, so the race they're preparing for. Uh, In addition to that, it's important to also do some strength training as well as flexibility work like yoga. So there are a lot of components, and when you first look at it, it may seem intimidating. But once you get a well thought-out plan, literally on paper, so you know what day you're you're training you're what discipline, it makes it easy. And another thing is, people may be intimidated by the idea of doing a triathlon uh, because they may sign up for one too soon. So you want to give yourself at least a few months. For example, for a sprint, a good idea is three months to really get comfortable with each of the disciplines and eventually combining them together into one event. So you really have to look at where the athlete is today and what race they're preparing for.
0: Very good information, Peter. And I just want to ask, you know, what type of person should consider a triathlon? Obviously, everyone has weight loss goals or getting in shape goals. And, and we have said this earlier in a pre-show conversation, which was, you know, maybe the, the right thought is to do one to to achieve those outcomes versus trying to achieve those outcomes, the weight loss and toning up, then do the triathlon. Was that what, what you would suggest people to think about? Well, <clears throat> a lot of
1: times... And we see this in fitness a lot. For example, some people want to do a yoga class because they think they're not flexible enough. So I don't think you have to achieve a specific uh, fitness level before beginning training for a triathlon because triathlon is exactly that. It's a journey to, to help you become more fit. And the cool thing about it is unlike having specific goals for weight loss or toning, where you're like really picking yourself in the butt every day, checking the scale, making sure you're dieting and this and that. A triathlon is basically a finish line that's two, three, four months ahead. And your primary goal is to cross that finish line. And the cool thing about it is that you become more fit and healthy along the way. And it's just a residual effect of the training that it takes to complete it. So, I think you can start training at any level and the end result will be you a lot more fits than when you started.
0: That's a great point because I think um, you had shared with me also that your first triathlon, you just wanted to finish one, right? It wasn't about the time or anything. You just wanted to finish one, right?
1: No, exactly. So... Another reason why we're intimidated by the sports is, first of all, we call it a race. And that alone intimidates people. I don't want to go race these, you know, crazy, intense athletes. They all look so fit. But maybe the top couple percent of the field are actually racing. Everyone else is participating. And your, your only competition is yourself. So it's basically... All about becoming better than you were yesterday. Um, sometimes when people ask me, "What do I do?" I don't necessarily answer it as I'm a triathlon coach. I coach people for triathlon. I like to say that I like to help people achieve things they once considered impossible, and the triathlon is just a vehicle to do that.
0: So, Peter, how would you? Describe um, a workout session or a plan, if you will, for someone who wants to try a triathlon. That's three to four months away, and he's a. Be- and this person is a beginner. What What kind of training program would you put them on? And let's just say that he's beginner. This person is a beginner for all sports: the the, the swimming, uh, the the running, and the biking. Yeah. So initially. Uh,
1: a good idea will be for them to uh, obviously start with a sprint distance which is the shortest one and a person like that is probably looking at maybe six workouts total per week obviously there you there are exceptions and you can vary this but basically do each discipline twice a week and Sometimes we actually mix two disciplines together. So, for example, it's called a brick workout. Someone might do a cycling session and then go run right after. So it's not necessarily uh, six separate workouts, but you definitely want to hit each discipline twice a week at the beginning. And as far as a sprint, it might take a total of four to six and a half, seven hours max a week if you add it all up. Um, so if you think about it, it's it's not as bad as one might think.
0: Now, as far as the actual um, six workouts and everything, is there a specific reason to do it that way? Some people may just want to do three hours a week. Is Is that okay as well or no?
1: Well, three hours a week. uh, You you can get through a triathlon on three hours a week. But it's one thing to to survive a triathlon and just get to the finish line, just exhausted. And it's another thing to train for it so you can finish it and actually enjoy the process of, of doing it. So going on just three hours a week, might be a little bit of a disservice, doing a disservice to yourself, is because that may not be enough time to really uh, perfect each one of the three disciplines. Uh, It's a good starting point. So let's say you're doing a three-month training plan. For example, the plans that I use or prescribe usually start out around three to four hours per week, months a second month it goes up, and the third you're peaking around seven hours or so. Mm. So you may start there, but as you become better at each of the disciplines and your fitness level goes up, you're gonna you won't have a problem going longer than just three hours a week.
0: Great, great! Because I was going to say, like a lot of the people now currently who are you know fitness um, goers at the gym or whatnot. They're committed to three hours a week, and uh, what I just heard was six hours of training now. So, so these people have to find three more hours in their week to to train. So that's why I was like, "Hmm, does three hours work?" And a lot of people in my audience probably are thinking that too. So I'm glad you shared with us that it's okay, but it's probably not best to stay there. Is that that is that correct? Yeah, I
1: mean you can get it done, but it's also you have to look at what kind of experience you want to have. You can probably some many people who already know how to swim could probably just wing a triathlon, but they're gonna be exhausted and probably ha- uh, hate every step of the way and never do it again. So, if you want to be properly trained, so you have confidence when you get to the start line, uh, I would definitely recommend you know a little more training than just three hours
0: very good excellent good advice because I, I want to say I can share with my uh, my experience I had in 2012 I believe and uh, like I was sharing with you I, I barely got through the swim and maybe you know I did not do this uh, three hours per week of swimming like you suggest like you're suggesting or anything like that and pretty much winged it and kind of suffered through it the the triathlon experience although Um, I was in shape and everything. I wasn't really prepared for for what it really um, was all about, I guess. But um, it's not stopping me from wanting to try another one. Now, if if there are people who, who have some experience in the swimming and then in the biking and then the running, if they have some experience and they want to take it to the next level, what would you suggest they try to do next?
1: Well... The best way to go about it is to take them one by one, starting with the shortest going longer. So the next one up is the Olympic distance, and they call it that because that's the race they actually uh, race in the Olympics. But uh, that one is uh, it's a .9-mile swim, 25-mile bike ride, and a 10K run, so 6.2 miles running uh, at the end. So once you have a good fitness base, endurance base, then that would probably be the next step uh, to take. And that, again, depends on the fitness level. That could take anywhere... The race itself could take anywhere from two to three and a half hours. So it really depends. But for someone who's got a good base, endurance base, they've been working out for a little while, uh, yes, there's no reason why they shouldn't uh, sign up for an Olympic, especially if they're already maybe running casually, you know, there are, running is becoming very popular. So for someone who's who's done a 5K race, for example, uh, or longer, or 10K, they should be ready to uh, commit to a Olympic. But we got to remember that just signing up for it is is one thing, and we may not be ready today, but when you sign up for a race, you're giving yourself three or four months to prepare for it. So signing up is just a commitment, and then you will make sure you will be ready in three or four months because you can improve your fitness level a ton in just a few months if you're setting up your plan correctly.
0: Excellent. Good. So so there is a plan for those people as well, which is choosing a longer distance and then um, continuing with the workout to improve their conditioning and endurance, right? Exactly. Excellent. Good. And then, you know, as far as your, your nutrition coaching side of things, obviously there's a whole new ball game with triathlon training and nutrition. Well, can you just give us a quick overview of what you do and how do you approach that? Uh, nutrition during racing or just in, uh, in, in everyday life? Yeah, in training. Yeah. Uh, So as far as just how
1: I feel every day, I try to make sure I avoid all uh, processed foods. So it's a very simple concept. There is no crazy science to it. Uh, I avoid anything that's artificial, and it's as simple as that. I try to lean more towards a plant-based diet. I'm definitely not vegan, but the more plants I eat, the better I feel, the more energy I have, and the more I crave them. On the flip side, as far as nutrition during uh, the race itself, unfortunately, kind of have to rely on things we avoid in our everyday day diets. So that's still kind of a strange thing, but um, for example, people, or or I, do use a lot of gels or gels or uh, mixed powder drinks and that's mainly because it's hard to carry a, a salad or a sweet potato right so it's difficult to have that on the bike and digest while you're you're racing so in everyday life i try to keep it as close to try to keep the food as close to their natural state as possible and during racing unfortunately it's uh Things that are a little more processed simply because uh, there's no other way to, to carry real food while racing.
0: That's that's really good to, to hear that, that um, al- although you're um, a clean eater, non-processed, no artificial, coloring flavors in your food, um, that it's a different mentality, different approach when it comes to race time, or during the race, I should say.
1: Right. Uh, during the race, it's all about being efficient and they do have certain, some things like bananas on the course. Uh, obviously shorter races, it's not that big of a deal because a sprint you can simply just complete on water, maybe a little bit Gatorade. Uh, it becomes more of an issue once you start to go longer in the half Ironman and full Ironman. Uh, Races, and that's when people really test out a lot of fueling strategies in their training before committing and really knowing what they're going to use on race day. And it usually is different for every single person that I've ever talked to or, or, or trained. For example, bananas might agree with one person but not another. Some people cannot do solids at all, they have to rely on liquid fueling or maybe gels. Uh, so it really varies
0: yeah I, I i remember my experience uh, in the sprint and uh i think all they had was uh water stations for uh the run and everything else was kind of short there was no um other snacks on the on the trail but um so yeah i totally agree with that now now with with respect to who would be great clients for you to talk to um how would you describe that person?
1: probably someone who has this little flame inside their gut just waiting to ignite and someone who who has thought about maybe achieving something more who who's watched these races and somehow talked themselves out of it because i was exactly that person i remember watching my first ironman on um, nbc and it didn't even cross my mind that I could one day compete in one it was one of those things that I I saw the broadcast I saw a lot of fit people and I just simply assumed that, that there's no way in hell that that could be me so the point is that it could be you if you ever thought about it or had the desire to do it uh, what we often do is we compare ourselves to the finished product. So we see someone who's really fit on TV or, let's say, on the on the race course, and you don't see the time that it took them to get to that level. Some people have trained for for years to be there. They've um, consistently excelled at different sports, then got into triathlon, let's say, and it's... Now five years later, they're at the top of the game and really competing at a high level. So that could be you also, it's just a matter of, again, getting the right strategy in place on how to get you from point A to point B.
0: Very good. And I, I want to say that a lot of people who are working out and going to the gym, uh, they may have that um, the reason to go just to stay healthy. but But doing a triathlon is just a whole new level of excitement and and reward, isn't it? I mean, how would you describe finishing your first triathlon?
1: It's definitely a surreal experience. And to be honest, the most memorable thing about finishing a first triathlon is not the actual finish line. It's the journey of getting there because you have a lot of obstacles along the way. Things as simple as schedule, what you mentioned earlier. People are used to training three hours. All of a sudden, they have to do six. You know, there are other hurdles like injuries or juggling, family, work, making sure you get to the pool in the morning. Then, let's say, after work, you have to go for a run. Uh, so the thing that sticks out the most is the journey of getting there. The Crossing the finish line and getting that medal hung around your neck is – this cherry on top but uh, going through that journey exposes you to this new community of just positive and healthy people and it just sucks you in so in my experience I've never had a client <laughs> start out with a sprint and ended there every single one of them have gone longer I've had people who were let's say f-grade of swimming or never swam in their lives Uh, progress through the different uh, distances from sprint all the way out to Ironman. Mm. So I really think if you give yourself enough time and you're patient enough and you have the right strategy, you can definitely achieve it.
0: Yeah. I I think that it's, it's one thing to say you work out, but it's also another to say that you work out to do triathlons, which is sort of Um, the action put into all the effort to get in shape because working out is getting in shape and then once you get there what do you do with it well you may want to try a triathlon so that's cool
1: right yeah I don't really look at training as workouts anymore I look at training as training for for an event Mm -hmm. it becomes a lifestyle so you no longer have to like think of it as this thing you have to check off your to-do list
0: I just have the last few questions for you, Peter. Um, Could you share with our audience uh, three health and wellness tips so that they can put into action right away?
1: Yeah, Uh, first thing I would say is remembering that momentum creates more momentum. So uh, most of us are great at procrastinating. So the first thing is take action whatever the case might be, whether it's just going to do an elliptical for 20 minutes, take action today and you will build on that. It's just, you know, sitting around on the couch or thinking about it will obviously not take you anywhere. Another tip I would say is as far as nutrition, avoid processed foods, it's simple as that. Uh, People like to make that whole nutrition side of things a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Just eat real food, and ultimately that will make you crave more real food and make you healthier in the process. And uh, sometimes we force ourselves to eliminate foods that are bad for us, but if we focus on adding more good, healthy foods, then eventually we start making those, those choices only. And number three would be surround yourself with a positive community. So whether it's having a a workout buddy or a coach or just someone to go for a short run with, have that support system where you're not doing this alone. And that will definitely help you get to the next level quicker.
0: Super. Thank you, Peter, for that. And I totally agree with all three. It's very important to have your nutrition in hand or have a good nutrition plan and a good support system uh, as well. So I really appreciate those tips. And then just real quick, how do people get a hold of you? I know you're in Phoenix. <laughs> um, so how do people get a hold of you?
1: The easiest way is to go on the tryhop.com The tri-hub.com and they could go under coaching, and they could learn a little bit more about me there or contact me through the website as well.
0: Excellent. Good. And, and what's what's the best way? Uh, do you want people just to email you or call you, by the way?
1: So if they go on the website, there is an actual uh, a button there where they can actually set up a, a consultation. It's a free consultation, and I'd love to talk to anyone who may be considering uh, a triathlon in their future. Uh, I would love to give them more clarity so they, first of all, can decide what the right distance is for them. And... Uh, what to expect going forward. But another way they can reach out is through email, which would be info at thetrihub.com.
0: Very good, excellent. I'll make sure we put put all those contact information in the show notes. Um, Peter, this was a, a real fun uh, 30 minutes, and I really appreciate your knowledge and wisdom about triathlon training, and how it could be helpful for us to live healthier lives. I really appreciate it, and. Um, maybe I'll see you out in Phoenix someday talk to you soon
1: I hope so I hope so yeah thank you for having me
0: all right bye thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. head over to ericwsu.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog your healthy living is waiting for you so stay active and be safe